Get your Kleenexes out, everybody. This is episode 43 of the Catfish and Ice podcast. And this is going to be a very entertaining but emotional episode 43. Just when the Predators complete their 56 game regular season, they got the win over the Hurricanes. But what is really more important is Pecorine could have just played his last game in Smashville. How are the guys wow. doing tonight? How are we feeling? How are we feeling? I don't want to hear you talking like that anymore. I know that. <laughs> um, I, I'm a rich, rich, rich realist. I got, I got to grasp it. I got to. It's going to be easier for me to deal with it if I, I go with reality here. But we're going to talk uh, about it more in depth. We're going to talk yeah, about it more in depth. How we feel about it. <laughs> It, it's been a roller coaster of a weekend, considering the fact we not only, I mean, tonight was emotional enough as it is, and then to see what we did on, you know, on Saturday, it's just, yeah, it, it's been a whirlwind. Absolutely. It, yeah, it really has. This this whole, really this whole press season since the beginning of March has been a whirlwind, and we've just been along for the ride, and it's been great, and I gotta tell you, uh, we know that tonight's game was, was meaningless in the standings. But it meant so much more than than what you can really understand in terms of fans who are diehard about this team, who are invested in this team, and who love Pecorine because that was that was a team that went out there and did it for him. I can I saw it. This team came out with a buzz, with an intensity that they've played all with all season. Or at least since their hot streak started, but it was like on another level. You certainly didn't see a team that didn't have anything to play for, even though in standings there wasn't anything to play for. I mean, there, there wasn't, but at the same time, like, I mean, yeah, we saw the, all all the haters come out from the the Canes, you know, under the Canes rock that they're under. But mm-hmm. they're they're saying, you know, oh, well, it's it's against our, you know, half of our starters are out and all this. I'm like. Four of our defensemen, or four of our top four defensemen, are yeah. out. We have four. We're missing some of our best forwards. Like, I mean, we 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 played an even strength game as far as I'm concerned with the rosters. But um, I mean, just just seeing the the numbers of everything tonight was it was kind of crazy. I mean, this isn't not really a stack type of thing, but I saw someone else. I think it was Alex. I already pointed it out and, and said that you know it's 30 saves, five goals for 35. I mean, like how how can hockey That's get pretty more wild? I didn't see that. Like, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. That's wild. That's crazy. I mean, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so this is episode 43 of the Catfish and Ice podcast presented by DraftKings. We're part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And what we're getting into tonight, we're going to talk about how we just capped off the regular season uh, with the win. We're going to talk about Pecorine and his – he got the start. We were all thought he would get the start. We were all expecting it all day. We were waiting for it. And it happened. He got announced. And uh, all day, that's all you saw on Press Twitter, on Press Social Media, is let's send this guy out with a bang. If it is his last game, we don't know for sure, but you have to plan for it like it is. And so that's I feel like that's what the team did. So we're going we're gonna to really give our thoughts about that. We, we've got a preview. It's, it's time to get down to it now. Now the real – now it really starts. We're playing the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that, to be fair, owned us for the most part this regular season. So we've got to really buckle down and get ready for this because I can tell you that team in that locker room, that Carolina Hurricanes team, they're, they're ticked off right now. 
Oh, you know they're it. They're ticked off. They have this team had ten regulation losses this season, not counting the two times the Preds just beat them. Ten regulation losses. So mm-hmm. um, this team's not used to losing, even when they bench half their players. They're still not used to losing. So we got to talk about it. We're going to preview the series. Be realistic about it. We're going to take our bias hats, put them to the side, and we're really going to get into this series and talk about how we feel about it. We're going to look at the NHL as a whole as well because a lot of these first-round playoff matches or matchups are starting to take shape. There's still some stuff that could happen. We're keeping an eye on the scoreboard right now. you got Colorado and Vegas playing right now, so that's got a lot of interest because that division is still up for grabs. So we will keep you updated throughout the uh, episode for all of our live stream watchers. But let's go ahead and get into this real quick. We are presented by DraftKings, as always, the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. And we've got UFC 262 coming up this weekend. Big deal for all of our UFC fans. And we've got an awesome deal for you. Go download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So go uh, bet on the main cards in UFC 262 this weekend. All right, so the game just happened. The Preds win 5 nothing. I didn't even have in my thoughts that the Preds were going to get a shutout. I just wanted to see Pecorino get a win. That was yeah. like what I was hoping for. The shutout's um, just the icing. Yeah, it was like I never in my wildest dreams thought the Preds would be able to get a shutout tonight because I saw who the Preds were trotting out in their lineup, and I'm not trying to dog the players who played tonight because these are <laughs> awesome young players. But I didn't see a lot of defense on this team. I didn't see a lot of like – I saw more like high-flying, let's have fun tonight, let's do it. There's not a lot of – there's no pressure really. But I saw a team that showed that – continued the same mantra that they've had for – for the past two months, which is we're going to go out and hit you in the mouth. We're going to truck you. We're not going to make it easy on you. And they just didn't take their foot off the gas. They went up one nothing. They went up 2 nothing. After they went up 3 nothing, I was like, okay, they might take their foot off the gas a little bit here. They might coast a little bit here. No, they didn't yeah. coast. They did not. You, you would have thought that tonight's game, they were literally playing to get in the playoffs. I don't know how you guys feel. Rich, give us your thoughts first on this, and then we'll go to Colin. Well, so Chris Mason had a good point, like, in the beginning of the game. He said that, you know, they aren't playing all the start the normal starters, but the guys that they did play tonight, you know, they're playing for to get in the playoffs as well. They need to show Hines that, you know, if something happens to one of the other guys, I'm ready to step up, and they sure did in a big way. I mean, you saw all these guys just hitting people and just – Good passing and just it was just. Uh, it felt like a. It did feel like a preseason tryout almost. Like these guys were putting on auditions. Like, hey, this yep. is what I can do. This is what I can bring to your team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I one of my friends, uh, Nick Morgan, writes for on the four check. 
he uh, he tweeted out. So I guess the key for the Predators to make a deep playoff run is uh, benching Yossi and starting good Branson and Benning. Oh God! Don't bring, here. <laughs> don't bring that in here. So no, but it, oh. I mean, it was, it was it was awesome to see. I mean, the guys that stepped up like uh, you know Ferentz, Carrier, Carrier Davies, like those guys. I mean, played they played lights out defense. And there was some there were some plays that kind of I think they kind of pushed a little bit of luck, but it worked out for them. I mean, we got a shutout. That's that's tremendous in itself. Tyler then, uh, Ty- Tyler Lewington. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he and he threw down too. I mean, you, yeah. I was waiting for I was waiting for the Matthew Olivier fight. Never got it, but I mean, he looked great tonight. It was good to see him back on the ice. Uh, and yep. then Rocco Grimaldi. I mean, like that that was that's one of the mm-hmm. like the the nastiest goals I think we've seen all year in terms of just in your face, like stops dead right in front of the goalie and just punches it in. Like yeah. that that that's a statement goal. And so it's nice to see him back. I mean, I've been saying like I kind of wish that he would kind of get some starts over some of the guys that are currently on the, ro- the roster. But um no, I mean it was just it was a it was a good night for the guys that may not have gotten the most ice time this season um, and might not get some you know moving forward, but you never know if they're called upon, if we need some sort of, of some you know change. Um, Robert Grimaldi, especially like going back to that goal, but mm-hmm. just the, what he brings in terms of the tenacity and just the attitude that he changes, that he brings to a game, he can change, you know, your team's, your team's mentality. If we're struggling in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, get into a game and kind of try, try to provide that spark to the team. But it's also interesting seeing some of the combinations. Usually I'm not a big fan of John Hines switching up the lines and doing all that kind of thing tonight kind of precipitated that, like he needed to do it, but Duchesne with Johansson, like that was that was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So how about um, I, I mean that yeah. that goal that Matt Duchesne scored, that yeah, stick that handling was... that he showed, that he kind of gave us a he kind of showed us what he's capable of doing with that stick. And the handling. thing is, and the thing is, it's been there. Like his skills been there all season. I mean, part of it we even talked about it, the times where he's set up guys, you know, for for goals and it just they either whiff or they haven't connected on it. That pass from Johansson that set that up was oh, beautiful, yeah. and the way he finished it. I mean, if he if he has someone that's you know close to as talented or equally talented like he is, I think you know line of him and Forsberg, man, that could be a scary line. Um, but I mean, he he showed what we we've all kind of seen glimpses of you know, all season. So it was good to finally see him get two, you know, two goals out of it. Kind of wish he would have gotten a hat trick. I know he was trying. He, that third, that third chance oh, yeah. was so close. It was hanging in the air. And I thought, man, that's got to go in, but it didn't happen. But it was good to see him kind of, you know, really have a coming out party, especially at the right time. I mean, man, if that is, if that gets him going into this postseason, this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. The, the, like you said, Rocco's goal was definitely a, Hey, look, look what I can do. I'm ready. It's short-handed. And he, yeah. and he definitely delivered. Uh, and then the Duchesne goal, man, that was just filthy. I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. I mean, yeah. it was just the way he, he drug the drug the puck to his uh, backhand and put it in. It was amazing. Yeah. So good. Uh, it was not a rope. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. So, and Tanner Janot, I mean, come on, oh. that guy. Blue collar, gritty, will get it done. He just gets better and better as we've watched him. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy you root for. The guy that was the undrafted free agent that's now making a mark in the NHL. You know, on a starting line. Let's we. I think we need to stop getting to the point of saying the herd line is not is our fourth line. Like, let's take away the the, the number off of that one. Let's just say they're our starting line because they set the tone, they set the pace, and they work hard the whole game. I mean, the energy level does not dip. Janot is still you know in the, in the under ten minute mark in the third period. He's still grinding trying to get another goal. Got a multi-point game for the first time, so it's just we pretty much it's awesome we see. pretty much we pretty much saw an entire full roster of third and fourth line players, to be quite quite honest. Mm-hmm. So we saw that yeah. grinded out uh, up and down the lineup. It was fun to watch. 
And so we're looking at the bracket right now in the Central Division. Uh, Canes and the Preds will play one through four, one against four. And then how about the Florida Panthers? They went ahead and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, so they claim home ice advantage in that series. Yep. The first time that the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning have ever played each other in the playoffs. So <laughs> that's going to be a fun series to watch, needless yeah. to say. And so, it was a I'm shutout. Call, too. How, uh, we are so we are so ready for these playoffs, and how good does it feel, guys, to actually be part of the party? Because – we hey, all of our listeners can go back and listen to these some of these early episodes back in no. February, and times were tough on the Catfish and Ice podcast. We were we were yeah. thinking about 20, two, 2022 on this yeah. show. We, we, we were, were like, lost. We had boys. we got we so like, confident. We got so confident that times were tough, and we and it was over that we didn't even think this team could win five games in a row. And we had to go down to mustaches. Luckily, my facial hair grows pretty fast. And so it's, the beard's back. And so we're working on the playoff beard now. But, um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we were- uh, we've, I've seen numbers about how the Preds' playoff hopes at one point were below 10%. Mm-hmm. Oh, the playoff chance. And the so the fact that – Before March 15th, our playoff hopes were 0.034. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that yeah. low. Okay, that's even – that's crazier. We were we wow. were I mean, we were we were second to last. We were all but dead and you know dead in the water, and we turned it around. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you can't you can't beat it. And I think the the matchups that as we're kind of seeing them trickle in, they're getting more and more exciting, especially with uh, you know the the North Division. I'm excited to see how that goes, especially Shea Weber getting yeah. in, his Canadians yeah, punch their yeah, ticket. Right. But yeah, that that's so, Florida. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling the Florida and the Tampa series the Florida Man Brawl. So there you go. We're gonna we're gonna really dive more deep into the playoffs as a whole as these scores come in towards the end of uh, tonight's episode, episode forty three. But let's go ahead and uh, so we kind of like the game didn't mean a lot in the standings at all, but we were really playing for Pecorino. We all know that that was what it was about. That's why it was so great that the Pets went ahead and clinched on Saturday night for obvious reasons because we wanted to go ahead and get in the playoffs, but. We were all thinking about it in the back of our heads. We got to go ahead and clinch before Monday's game so that we can start Pecorine. Because if this was a do or die game, as much as I love Pecorine, we're starting UC Soros tonight. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it was awesome to get him in. And that's not to take anything away from Pecorine because Pekka really did give us that bridge in the middle of the season that got this hot streak started in the first place. Like he, I mean, all we got to do is go back to the 4-1 win over Tampa Bay uh, when he, you know, held Tampa Bay dead in the water then, and things started coming out. And then Saros got healthy and went on his Vesna trophy run. But Pekka kind of leading a little bit uh, during that yeah. time, and we weren't really focused on, focusing on it that much because we still didn't see the Preds as a playoff team. But uh, I remember plenty of occasions where we were all like, hey, it wasn't Pekka's fault that we lost tonight. He played yeah. great. And so he de- he deserves a lot of credit for just getting us to where we are now, uh, even though he was the backup to Soros. Yeah, I mean, that was the – you remember the eight-game-in-a-row road trip? That was kind of his yeah. like, resurgence to say, I'm, st- I'm still here. I'm still playing a high level of hockey. Um, and I can still get it done. And then it, that, that bridge really was what kind of – it kind of built up that momentum into that run that we had. Um, following March fifteenth, once we started past that point, it was it was all 
you know, all, all gas, no brakes, as we like to say, but uh, it doesn't start without Pecorino keeping us in it. I mean, if we, if he doesn't win, you know, some of those games, you know, a couple games and we're not in the playoffs, it's Dallas. So, um, you know, you got, you got to go down to those grinded out moments and that's on Pekka. Yep. Yeah. We were talking about it before. I was just going to say, we were talking about it before. They couldn't have scripted it any better. Just, you know, getting that, getting that uh, playoff clinch on Saturday and then, then tonight letting Pekka start. It was just like, it doesn't get any better than that at all. So, uh, yeah, absolutely agree with you, Rich. Uh, so Pecorine gets his 60th career shutout tonight, uh, gets his 369th win of his career to tie him for 19th place all time with Tom Barrasso, who last played in 2003 in the NHL. And so that's a big milestone right there. He's He gets into 19, 19th place all time and wins. Um He's in top 20 in a lot of major categories. To get that 60th shutout is pretty cool to see. Um, so, yeah, it's a big night for him. I really do want to talk about uh, Alex Doherty's uh, article that he shared for F80 Z Sports. This was back on May 7th that he put this article out. It was a bombshell of an article. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all people can really talk about. And it really set up this whole last game. It, it really even made it even more um, – Suspenseful, I guess I could say. Linking Pecorine, possibly. Now, these are rumors. We don't know how true this really is. But, you know, uh, basically linking Pecorine into talks with a Finnish team, his home country, of course. And now they want to bring him over to play when his press contract is up this season. He played for this team in 2000 to 2005. Um you could never blame Pecorine for wanting to go back to to his home country to play. Uh, no one would ever blame him for that. Uh, but it really made people think now, okay, if this is true, maybe Pecorine uh, has decided, hey, my, I'm at peace with my NHL career. I've accomplished a lot. The only thing I really don't have is, an, is a Stanley Cup. He might be at peace with that. He might be saying, okay, this is a perfect way to go out here. Got to shut out. Got to win my last Preds game. I'm ready to move on into the sunset. Got this awesome ovation from the Bridgestone Arena crowd. I don't know, guys. How do you how are you feeling I, about it? I feel like I mean I think and Rich, you can definitely speak on this. I think having kids puts your life into perspective, and <laughs> you see the way he was he was you know his kid was there at the game wearing a daddy jersey with 35 on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not I'm trying not to tear up here, but like. Yeah, he was tearing up pre-game, oh, uh, yeah. giving his giving his kid attention. I think it's a matter of you know, now that that that's changed everything in his life. I mean, he's had a great career, but he never had a kid until now. And you know, it's a matter of where does he want to raise his child? Um, where does he want to you know, plant roots with his his family? That was his first team ever he ever played for before he played for the Preds. Um, so there's some nostalgia there. And you know, if he if he's made peace, I, I think that his numbers speak for themselves. Um, I think you know it's hard to get a Stanley Cup. Everybody knows that it's, you know, if, if it wasn't, we'd be already on it. But the thing is, he's done everything he possibly can except for that. And if that's the case, what a hell of a resume. You know, if, mm-hmm. if that's how he wants to end it, like, Pekka could play, could play for the KHL. He could play for anybody. He, I, I really, for me, I want him to be happy. I don't I don't care where he goes. I, I mean, I want him to be happy. That's the biggest thing. I think the Preds fans would all feel that same way is, you know, no matter where he goes, what he does, um, you know, we don't want him to see him finish with another team. That's the big thing. But even then, like, we're not going to 
nobody's going to be upset with whatever choice he makes, whether he chooses to go to Seattle or he chooses to go to his, you know, his home team in Finland or whether he you know, wants to continue playing for the Preds or if he just wants to hang it up altogether. Like, it's Pecorino. He's done so much for this franchise. He's done so much for the city. You know, he means the world to the fans clearly after tonight. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, good on him. We, 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 he, he deserves the best no matter what he does next. But I really do think that, you know, having a kid changes his, his perspective on life and, you know, kind of puts things in, in terms of, you know, is it worth it to go pursue a cup or does he want to, you know, make sure that he can have plenty of time with his kid and be able to build uh, the life with his family. So, you know, whatever he does next, hats off to him. Yeah, I just <clears throat> just watching him skate around the ice. I de- I just don't think that he's going to go play for another team. I think he just loves Nashville too much, and just seeing how much the fans love him, and it would be good for him, you know, to go and try to chase to get a cup or whatever. But as you get a little older and he's got a little baby at home, it's tough to, um, you know, they're going to have a full season next year. They're going to be traveling a lot more. There's not going to be any of that, you know, go play a game and get to fly home the next night type stuff and it's tough to leave those kids man and especially when they're little babies like that and i think that's probably weighing on him too so if he doesn't come back next year he had a fitting send-off tonight that's for sure absolutely yeah that i mean it's one of those things where it's like could it could it have ended any more perfectly it couldn't have i mean it's and we were talking about this before we went live it's not like pecorine just made softball saves and and it was yeah. like they gave it to him. Yeah, I get it that the Canes didn't have their full complement of players in there. They weren't full strength. It's the last game in the season, and it didn't have anything on the line. But Pecorino had to make a barrage of saves at certain moments in this game where he could have eased the shutout. Maybe the game itself wasn't in jeopardy ever. Like, the Preds pretty much dominated it. But um, as far as losing that shutout, it's very it, – he absolutely went out and earned that shutout tonight. Pecorino mm-hmm. did yeah. uh, by making some really difficult saves that we know he can make. And so that's really cool to see him do that in that moment. He was locked in just like the entire team was. was. They knew how special this night was. And it was yeah. it was a great thing to see. And so um, we put a poll out on the podcast. And so let's go ahead and share results of that real quick. Uh, let's uh, – Go ahead and share that. Um, While you're looking for it, it was cool. Basically just saying. Go go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead real quick. I was just going to say, while you were looking for it, the Carolina Hurricanes, their social media team tweeted out something. that was like, Pecorino is really good at hockey, so that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, Yeah. and that – yeah, I thought that was so awesome, yeah. I I thought that was – that was classy of them to do that. That was classy. So we put out a a poll – we put out a poll question. Where do you see Pecorine at the start of the 2021-22 season, uh, which should start at its normal time um, in October, in the fall or whatever? And so our, our four choices were with the Preds, uh, retired, playing in Finland, or with another NHL team. And uh, right now our results, we got uh, 29% say with the Predators, 36% say retired, uh, playing in Finland's cut at 27%, and with another team is at 8%, which I agree with those voters. Yeah. I don't see him playing for another team. So I, I, that doesn't surprise me that, that that with another team's at 8%. But we have a write-in vote I want to share with, share that I thought was actually a really good point to make. Daniel Vickery, shoot that puck on Twitter, put coaching for the Preds. Oh. Um, 
that, that would be – I don't think he's going to – I don't think I mean, he's necessarily going to turn around and coach that quick. But down in the road in the future, that's not a well, crazy he, thing to think about. You never know. I mean, there's less expectations for goaltender coaches. I mean, because they, they're not like the assistant coaches. They're not necessarily sure. sitting on the bench. And the way he's mentored players yeah. like UC Soros and even seeing his relationship with uh, Kasper Kaskasuo, like he mm-hmm. he has a mentorship, a very oh, much a, a cultivating mind, a leadership development mind. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all. And I think that that's like I almost that, now you mentioned that. Like, man, if he wants to stay in the U.S., what a rightful place for him. Like, that would just yeah. be poetic. I would love that. Yeah, and then uh, our uh, our absolutely, and and then our guy Max Ritz, who uh, writes for Predlines and has been on the show before, put uh, I want the retirement, I want the retirement tour, a proper one with 100 of Bridgestone Waterfall when safe to do so to send this man off into the uh, sunlight. Proper that's obviously going to take well into next season. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But that would mean that the 29 percent of voters who are saying with the Preds would have to happen. But um. That would be cool to see as well. But after seeing tonight's game, it's almost like, okay, if it has to happen, now's the time to happen. If now's the time where he's ready to go, what better time than now? It's not like his last game was on the road or it came in a humiliating loss where he gave up some soft goals or, God forbid, they got eliminated from the playoffs in his last start or something Mm -hmm. crazy like that. This guy going out on top. And the uh, the ovation that the Bridgestone Arena crowd gave, the limited capacity Bridgestone Arena crowd gave, it sounded like that place was full capacity. It really did. Mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating. Oh. It was a great thing to see. I wish I could have been there in person. Uh, yeah. But for anyone who was there, tweet the podcast and let us know your experience tonight. If you were mm-hmm. lucky enough to be there in person, please share it with us because we would love – we'll retweet it on the podcast page. Uh, but um, it was just it, it was well, definitely chills down my spine seeing it. I think you bring up a good point about like you never know how it could end. Like the, tonight was kind of poetic. Like he's well, like we said, thirty saves, five goals, like for thirty five. It doesn't get much better than that. But then at the same time, like you don't know what next year could hold. You don't know if he might, you know, if it, heaven forbid he gets injured or you know something else happens where you know he's losing and we have to pull him and we don't get to see him again because we're trying to fight for a playoff spot or. You just never know, and so it's kind of like the cup. Like you can keep pursuing that perfect moment, but sometimes you just have to appreciate what's right in front of you. And I think tonight, you know, as far as tonight goes, if tonight is his last night, what a perfect way to go out! A shutout, 369th win. Like I said, 30, 30 saves, five goals. Like it can't get it more poetic than that. And I just feel like you know, I know that people want to see a full capacity of Bridgestone. We all do, but. Tonight was just man. There was a lot of emotion wrapped up in tonight. Tonight, and even if you weren't there, like people, I mean, my wife, when I introduced to hockey four years ago, was bawling. I mean, just we both were tearing up because it's just yeah, it's you, emotional. You man. It's... I mean, I don't know how you can, how can you you create that kind of emotion to see with the performance plus the the way the things shaked out the season. Like, uh, it's just I don't know. It's tough. I want. I know people want to see him in Bristol packed, but if tonight's it, then what a heck of a send off. Yeah, and tonight might have hopefully. Yep. I mean, you never know. Tonight might have swayed him one way or the other to to retire. You know, it's like how do you you, you can't hardly top what happened tonight next year. No. You, you just it's it's too perfect. I mean, it's too perfect. It's like you said, the thirty saves yeah. and the five goals. The, the, and- the only the really the the only thing Pecorine has left to accomplish is to win a Stanley Cup with the National Predators, and yep. so the Predators' opportunity right here in front of them. I know it seems like a 
impossible mountain to climb, but it felt the same way in 2017, which we're, we're about to really talk about that and get into how we feel about the series. But to wrap up the, this uh, talk on Peckerman, um, I agree with you guys. It's a perfect send-off. The only thing that would be more perfect is his last game is hoisting the cup. <laughs> That's really yeah. the only other way you can top this. I got one more suggestion or a possible, like, I guess, option. What if we give him the Mike Fisher treatment? What if we're really doing well, we're contending, you know, late in the season, oh, we really? sign him as a backup oh, and bring him on just as a spot. That spot would take a – I mean, it could happen. That's it. Hey, that's it. That, I didn't think from that angle. Good scenario. I, didn't, I didn't think about it from that angle at all. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I mean, you're always one injury away from really being in that spot too. And yeah. so, honestly, that's what we're all hoping for is that the Preds can somehow – put the full court press on him to bring him back for another season. As Colin said in the past for a team friendly deal, I think all Preds fans would love to see that. But I think at least personally for me, I don't feel like it's going to happen. I feel like he's done. I feel like he's ready to move on to bigger and better things. I think he's ready to pursue life after hockey, but I, I don't know him personally. I wish I did. I wish I could go hang out yeah, with right? Pecorino every day, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but um, something tells me that this guy is just when he's ready to go, he's going to go out and he wins a cup or not. He's at peace with his amazing, outstanding NHL. I do feel like he's very, very loyal to the National Predators, so I could not see him playing for another inning next season. But if he wants to go play it for his home country team, uh, the team he played for before he came to the Predators, by all means, I'll be happy for him. I'll be following him. I'll be cheering mm-hmm. for whatever team he's playing for. And I'll be trying to get that team's jersey somehow. I don't know how, oh, I'll, get, nice. I'll, how I'll get a team Finland jersey or a, that team's uh, jersey, but I'll try. But uh, hey, yeah, uh, so we're gonna fo- we're the, gonna follow we're gonna follow Pecorino's. I was gonna say I got the Team USA IHF jersey. I'll I'll help you find it. We'll find a way. We'll make it yeah. happen. And we're all gonna order right, one. We'll, we'll have to work Absolutely. on that. We're definitely gonna follow. We're definitely gonna follow Pecorino after his Predators career, no matter what he's doing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna always follow his uh, follow what he's doing and what he's up to. He is definitely right up there in Nashville sports uh, history with uh, Steve McNair. Um, I, for me, that's one A and one B. And I know you, uh, Colin. Uh, I know you're uh, from Nashville as well, Rich. I know you're not from Nashville, but um, Steve McNair was a big deal to oh, yeah. a lot of the late Steve McNair is still a, a huge yeah. deal to Nashville fans. And to put Pecorino right there with him for, like I said, for them two, it's one A and one B for me. They're right mm-hmm. there together. You can't put one ahead of the other. The, no, I mean it's one A and it's one A and like and so, one uh, Roman numeral. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They're, they're legends, truly. Yeah. You take your you you take your pick on who's B and who's A, but they're basically right there together. Is basically what I'm saying there. But uh, what yeah. a perfect scenario! So the Preds finished the season. With uh, 64 points, 31 total wins in regulation. Uh, I mean, just that crazy run they went on, of course, that we all know about. Uh, 0.571 save percentage, and this big goal barrage they had tonight actually put it put them in the green. They finished plus two in their goal differential on the season, which I remember at a point in the season when they were way down in that department. <laughs> and so, uh, and we so got some fin- yeah, they finished their too. 56. Yep, they padded some stats tonight for sure. They padded <laughs> some stats. Matt Shane definitely padded padded some stats. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. all right, let's move on to the 
Let's move on to the next segment here of the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 43, the playoff clinching episode 43, presented by DraftKings. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't already and use our promo code THPN for exclusive deal daily fantasy on USC 262 this weekend. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So go get our pro, go get our, use our promo code on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's preview our series against the Hurricanes. And I'm seeing a lot of interesting stuff out there. If this series were to go seven games, the Preds and the Hurricanes have played nine straight times. How crazy is that? Um, I'm not saying this series is going to go seven games. We're going to kind of talk about how many games we see this series going and what our predictions are. But real quick, the first I see out of this series is, is the Preds are going to have to play about as near perfect as they can possibly play. And even if they do that, I still think this series is going to be – like a six or seven. Like I could see the Predators playing a perfect series and still losing. I just think the talent gap is there. I think the Canes have more weapons than we do. And so it's not to say it can't happen, but it, it, it's a really tall mountain to climb. I think the, the ceiling has to be Saturday night's performance where you're poke checking, you're keeping the neutral zone clear, you're playing just stellar defense on offensive side of the board, on the offensive side of the ice and on the defensive side of it. Because, I mean, the way we were able to keep them out of our offensive zone at the right times, we were able to not let them get sustained opportunities. We were able to not them let them you know, transition cleanly. But then at the same time, also produce some chances from the forecheck. I think that that's crucial. I mean, that has to, like I said, it has to be our ceiling uh, for our standard of hockey. But we also have a lot of people that came back in the lineup tonight that we weren't haven't seen in a while, and we still are missing Victor Arvidsson. Like, we don't know what our lineup's going to look like. And honestly, the biggest thing for me, I think, is speed, speed, speed. We have to be able to keep up with them. We have to be able to agitate them. If they're going to be skating around us, we need to be able to make sure that we get in their way. We obstruct them however we can and play some clean hockey. But, I mean, that's just what you got to do with a team like that. You, you slow them down if they can't go in the neutral zone. That's where they're fastest. And Saturday we show that we can do it. So now it's a matter of just executing it, you know, consistently. It's been our struggle. But also, you know, this is the time of year where people can get hot at the right times. Players like Duchesne, you know, players like Forsberg, uh, if Tolvanen can get back to form, like you just – you never know. Yeah, I agree. I think, like you said, if they just – play exactly like they played on Saturday night, then they should definitely – it'll be a really good series. Um, the The other thing you said is a really good point is the lines that Hines has to put together. He's got some really tough decisions to make. Yeah. And, and who, who does he put together and who does he not – you know, who doesn't get to play? Um, yeah, if they, can, if they can just bottle, somehow bottle that performance from Saturday, I think they'll do fine. Well, and the thing with us playing, uh, you know, potentially playing nine games in a row is that we have a bigger sample size too. So, like, right. you have the two games going into. It. I don't think tonight really tells us much other than some players getting hot at the right times. But, you know, in the, in the first couple of games, if it's work, not working or we need some more speed in the lineup, then you add in Rocco Grimaldi. Right. You need some more physicality. Yep. You add in, you know, Matthew Olivia. That log jam that becomes a, an asset to us. Yeah. Here's another thing that um, I think is going to really make the the playoffs in general really exciting is. We're seeing something we've never seen before here. We're seeing there's plenty of film and there's plenty of tape to go off of for teams to plan. So even though the Preds got pretty much dominated in the first six games of this season series, they were outscored 23 to 9 going into the night game where they had to clinch. Here's what we know 
the Preds have plenty to go off of on what not to do against the Carolina Hurricanes (laughs) on how to not get dominated. So I think uh, Coach Hines has – hey, he can show off his coaching ability right now. Him and his assistant coaches can show off their coaching ability right now because there's no shortage of game tape to go off of as far as, okay, this is what we know works. This is what we know doesn't work against this team. And we know this team, it will make a, will burn us badly if we screw up and we make these same mistakes that we made in the first six games we played this team. And so, um, I mean, that, I, think, I think that leads, I think, I think that leans more to upsets happening in playoffs. We'll have to wait and see, but, um, I mean, the way I look at it, I think Hines is kind of playing with house money now because remember, like, I feel I felt like the playoffs was his ceiling, and so now if we do anything, then it's just it's more icing on the cake. And so you're right, mm-hmm. he could. This is where he earns his merit. I mean, if Hines can orchestrate uh, a, a performance like no other and beat the you know the Hurricanes in the first round, I see him getting a two year extension, like no question. Yeah, it's because he like, is playing with house money. He is really. I mean, that's he is, is really yeah. playing with house money right now. Yeah, it's good. So definitely. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, and another th- another thing about it is we've got the one X factor that we hope can really just keep carrying us, and that's UC Soros. I mean, he, a, a, a hot goaltender can neutralize a lot of the bad weaknesses you might have in your game and in your team. And so when you're looking at the Preds going into this series, he, UC Soros is definitely capable of stealing a series, even against yeah. the Hurricanes. Now, now is yeah. that going to happen? We don't know. I mean, he's only he's only human. If if the if the Preds trot out there and make dumb mistakes, turn the puck over regularly, if they go out there and commit dumb penalties and constantly put the pre, uh, the the Hurricanes, the potent Hurricanes power play up there, then it doesn't matter how great Saros is playing. It's going to be a short series. It's going to be short and sweet well, for the Hurricanes' and- perspective. It will be. It'll be short and sweet. And so um, we can't let that happen. But if the Preds go out, just like I opened this segment, if the Preds go out and play maximum near-perfect hockey and UC Soros goes out there, and I know that's a lot of ifs, but if UC Soros keeps playing like a Vesna goal center, he can definitely steal a series for us and we can make it to the next round. Yeah, I mean, you look at even one of the things that we kind of didn't even get the chance to highlight. But that's what it's going to take, though. Saturday night, our penalty kill was off the off the the chain. I mean, it was crazy the way we were able to kill penalties um, and prevent them from getting chances, even second chances, uh, in front of UC Soros. And so, um, at the same time, like you know, their goaltenders have been sub two goal, goals allowed or goals you know goals allowed per game for for those guys. And so tonight, to put up five on Mrazek and to put up three on a forget his name, um, the rookie goaltender on Saturday, but to be able to do what we've been able to do in the last couple of games, like that's some confidence boosters mm-hmm. because like you're saying, going into the series, we we're 23 and nine goal differential. Now it's 24 and uh, 17. So, I mean, that, that's, that's some crazy numbers that have kind of cold pulled us closer. And we saw like in the beginning, you know, the beginning of the season, January, you guys remember that first game against the hurricanes before we got delayed because of COVID we hung with them. I mean, mm-hmm. we've shown that we can, we can hang with this team if we play, a, a good a good hockey game. That, that's really all it takes is a good hockey game with some great goaltending right in, you know right in front of or to be you know behind us. We can we can pull it off. It's gonna be it's not gonna be easy by any means. I mean they are a very lethal and potent team, but we've shown we can do it. So it's a it's gonna be a yeah. wild ride. 
We just need to make sure that Saros is good and settled in and, and doesn't have any nerves. For sure, and, for sure. Did we lose? Yeah, because he's only Michigan. got the four. He's only got the four games in the playoffs last year. Do what? Yep. Oh, he's here. I'm here. Yeah. Is it All right. So um, breaking up? now I see. Go ahead. Yeah, it's breaking up a little bit. Now I see. All right. Um, Stupid. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, let, let's go. Let's start on how we see this series going. How far do we see it going here? Uh, Rich, you want to start it off? How, how far do you see this series going? Seven games, six games, who's going to win it? Give it, get, give us your I'll prediction go, right now. We're putting you on the spot. I'll go six and Preds. Oh! Yeah! My guy. My guy. <laughs> I don't now, know, man. I just now, – they just showed – Is that, is that they a showed, – They showed – Oh, did we lose Chad? There's a me. I was just going to say they showed they showed who they were the past two games and they they're showing their identity and I think it's going to be I think I think they can do it. I'm with you. I think it's a grinded out style that we we've kind of it's blue collar hockey. We're playing yep. you know we're playing a style of hockey that Smashville can be proud of. It's not that I mean there's some finesse to it obviously with you know the goals that we saw tonight with uh, yeah. Grimaldi and uh, Duchesne. but for the most part it's grinded out like a more Tana Geno style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we play the way we know we are capable of playing and we get the stops and the, the ways we need to do things, I think it could be a six game series and I'm going to go Preds. Yep. Yes. Uh, you guys really so comes- make me do this. <laughs> I already yeah. know what you're going to say. <laughs> yep. Uh, man. Go ahead. You- <laughs> I guess I got, I, I, I guess I got to, I guess I got to be the, uh, the uh, negative person on the podcast. Uh, I don't. I don't take joy in being this person, but um, I'm actually going to go. Uh, I like the six game prediction here, but I'm actually going to go Canes. I think that uh, it, the talent is just going to be too much to overcome. I don't. I still don't like our special teams uh, at full strength against their special teams at full strength. Um, I think. UC Saros is going to be the difference in us not getting swept. I think he's going to steal a couple games for us. Um, I hate to say that, and I hope I'm wrong, but I see the Canes in six. I think that uh, it's just going to be a little too much to overcome. But I think it's going to be entertaining. I don't think they're going to get ran out of the building. I don't think they're going to get embarrassed. But I just don't see them beating the Hurricanes four out of seven times. I just don't see it happening. Well, well there's, some, there's some hope for you because the other day – you said it was five, five games in the Hurricanes. So yeah, you've already changed. You've already changed I, your mind a little bit. I am. So. I am uh, well, yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, <laughs> that, that's that's what that, that's what happens when you see the Preds do what they right. did. I mean, they're they're definitely Absolutely. bottling some stuff up and they're they're figuring some things out. I think there's something yep. to be said about that. I do think they got the some time. good game film. I think they got some good game film on the Hurricanes. They know how to play. But in the end, it comes down to talent, and it comes down to what mm-hmm. do you have. And if the Preds had just a little bit better special teams play on both the power play and on the penalty kill, a more reliable special teams, then I would be all about it. I'd be right on board with you two, and um, I'd be calling a Preds victory. But until I see something out of this, uh, out, out of this special teams, and I because I know what Carolina has on the power play, and I know with the way we play, we're going to take some penalties. And it comes down to that. You see, Soros can be standing on his head. He can put mm-hmm. out a 40-save performance all he wants against this team. But yep. if he gives up three or four goals on those 40 saves, I'm not sure if the Preds can hang on the scoreboard in that regard. 
against a full-strength Hurricanes team. And also, this is I'm still kind of clinging on to the team that I picked to go to the Stanley Cup before the season started, so maybe there's some bias there because I want to sound like I'm right and I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> but um, but, it, but that probably has something to do with it, too. I mean, yeah. we, we, we would all – I think we would all gladly take being wrong if we could see some, the Preds hoist a cup. But, man, it would be oh, – I mean, it, it's interesting because, like, the Saturday, you know, Saturday we played really – the penalty kills good. I mean mm-hmm. – I don't know. It, it could just be the right time. I think it's a very different series when you see a seven games in a row, possibly nine games in a row versus seeing, you know, two game intermittent kind of uh, blocks there. So, you know, the more that we learn this team and the more, I mean, it's going to be a feisty series too tonight and Saturday night show. Oh, These yeah. teams do not like each other. The AHL guys that came up together were fighting each other. Like, mm-hmm. they were, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be chippy. Um, but the thing is, I feel like when we play chippy, we play we play up to our strengths, and so it's going to be a wild ride. And the Predators also Saturday night. What a they, what a, they didn't um, they they played a, had a lot of good hits and played really good defensively, and they didn't take as many penalties as you would think with the style they were playing. So that was a good a good thing to see too. Yeah. And what a, what a weird dynamic that is to have um, former teammates from the AHL from that season coming from the same AHL team having to play against each other. That was fighting. That's pretty <laughs> weird to see there. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But it's definitely going to be a feisty series. It's going to be a feisty series for sure. Um, the the uh, the GIF I immediately thought of that I shared when the Preds were dominating the Hurricanes in this game, we're having all this fun and we're enjoying it. Is for all of our Dumb and Dumber fans out there when uh when Jim Carrey gives uh Jeff Daniels the laxative and he's over there like plotting oh, and yeah. he's like nodding and he's kind of like oh yeah I, I feel like that's kind of what we got tonight it's like okay you enjoy this or what right now like you you have your fun the real playoffs start and uh, you can win this meaningless last regular season game you can send Pecorino off in a blaze of glory, but, um, but yeah, it's like the, the real business starts. I don't know. I know I'm, that's just kind of how I feel like Hurricanes fans are feeling. Tonight. I, They're like, all right, I, all right, Nashville, we're going to let you have your fun tonight. Yeah. But you know how Nashville fans are feeling? I'll, I'll use another Dumb and Dumber gift. We're in the playoffs, so you're saying oh, there's a it. chance? Give it. That's right. <laughs> there we go. So you're yeah, saying there's a chance. That's the best one. Yeah. And we're, yeah, I mean, for sure. And I'm all about it. I'm all here for it. And I'm telling you, I keep thinking of the Chicago Blackhawks series, even though it's two completely different teams and and whatnot. But I have similar feelings. And so I was wrong then. The Preds have proven me wrong all season. So really, Preds fans, I'm doing you a favor by picking the Hurricanes right now because I've been wrong all season on the Preds. So you should feel confident in my prediction. You should be like, all right, you should that's that should really persuade you into having more confidence in the Predators that uh, that that I picked against them. So it's that it's that reverse psychology. You just never thinking uh, about here. You just never know what could happen. You remember uh, Tampa Bay never thought that Columbus would take care of them in uh, 2018, 2019 either, did we? So there's always that chance. Nope. Anything can happen. There's always that chance. Beauty of it. There we go. And so we're all about it. I'm hearing that Sunday is is what seems like it might be the first game of the series, yeah. but we still don't know that for sure. We do know that Washington and uh, Boston are going to open up the playoffs on Saturday. But you still got a lot of teams who still have to finish out their season right now. You got the Vancouver Canucks as the main team still having to finish out their season because they fell behind. 
And so it's a weird dynamic where there's going to be playoff games going on and there's going to be regular season games going on. So that's that's kind of weird to see there. But um, uh, Sunday looks like the likely game one, but it could be pushed back. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But all right, so real quick to recap, Colin and Rich both have the Preds in six. I have the Canes in six. So at least we're not calling a blowout. At least we're calling a fun series. We're all pretty happy. So there's that. All right, so this is episode 43 of the Catfish and Ice podcast with Chad Mitten, Colin Blue, and Rich Howe, presented by DraftKings, and we're part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go follow the podcast at Catfish Ice on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Go follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. And let's get into the final segment. The the NHL playoffs are starting to take shape here, and we're going to really talk about some other things that are sticking out in the league. One thing I found interesting, going into Monday's games, the Central Division was the only division had their first-round playoff mm-hmm. matchups um, set. Every other division has movement that could still happen between the fourth seed or the third seed or the one seed and the two seed. And so uh, the games tonight have really been interesting. Uh, a big one that happened was between the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders where Boston beat the New York Islanders and took the three seed. So that set up that matchup with the Bruin or with the Capitals. So that means yeah. the Islanders will play the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. So the, the East Division is set. The North Division is still kind of up in there. We know the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win that division, but uh, we're still kind of keeping uh, a track on scores there. And it looks like their playoff, uh, playoffs are clinched and the Calgary Flames are officially eliminated now. So you got Montreal Canadiens and Shea Weber, as Colin was saying earlier in the episode, uh, Shea Weber gets into the playoffs with the Canadiens. So that's an awesome thing to see. Well, and Edmonton just uh, they're, they clinched the uh, number two overall seed. So really, it's just a matter okay. of okay, yep, who's playing where, Winnipeg and Montreal. They're kind of going back and forth. Three and four. Yeah, yeah we're waiting. Yep. We're waiting to see who will be that series uh, between. Either way, that's going to be a fun matchup. But I think that the more fun matchup would be to see Montreal. I would like to see Montreal and Edmonton play each other in the first round. So yeah, I kind of like I, mean, I like I kind of I kind of like to see Montreal move into that third spot and see Winnipeg move back to the fourth spot and have to play Toronto in the first round. Yeah, I go back and forth because it's like I really want to see Montreal. I mean, yeah, it's going to be. I would want to see Montreal get Edmonton just because I think it's an easier route for them than having to go to Toronto. I really want to see you know Edmonton and Toronto though. It's just it's kind of one of those things where McDavid plus Austin Matthews like that mm-hmm. could just be that's going to be some really fun hockey. That would be the matchup right there. Those oh, two yeah. guys, and you know the NHL wants it. You know that. Oh, want. absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Absolutely. And then you have uh, in the in the in the West Division, you mm-hmm. still have Colorado could still. Move past Vegas for Denver, first yeah. place because um, they, they they're playing right now and they're tied one one to one at the uh, second intermission. So we'll have to wait and see uh, how that game ends. But Vegas is kind of playing for the Trophy right now, and you still got Minnesota in third place at seventy five points, just one game or one point back as well with two games to play. And so we can see we can still see movement in that West Division before those first round matchups are set and uh man minnesota how about minnesota they have really surprised some people yeah I knew they were a decent team i thought they were a french playoff team we can go back and look at our division predictions and we'll share those I, but i want to say i didn't have i want to say maybe i had minnesota 
may I really can't remember honestly. I want to say maybe I, I had him in fourth place, but I you'll have to fact check me on that. But I, I knew Minnesota was good, but I, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't see I didn't see them being right up here with Vegas and Colorado like they are. Like I mean, that's been they've been a very impressive team. Well, I was gonna say I think I had them interchangeable with the Coyotes. I think I had the Coyotes in fourth, and I think I had Minnesota in fifth. But I mean, Kirill Kaprizov like has been unreal. He's gonna he's gonna win. You know the the um, the oh my gosh the Calder Trophy. I think he's gonna be the rookie of the year for them. Clearly, just off off of his points alone, I mean it's insane. But the one thing we can say about that division is that St. Louis has locked in the fourth spot. We have no clue what one through three are gonna look like, but we know St. Louis yeah. is locked in on four. They're not catching anybody, but they're also not losing any ground either. So. Um, I mean, for, for them, it's like, man, who wants to face potentially a Minnesota in, in the first round? I think Colorado right. has everything to fight for, but that's going to be a grudge match in that division. But then you look at just as I'm noticing, like the central division as like the standard, you know, the normal central division, man, what a scary division. I mean, you got Nashville, you got uh, Minnesota, St. Louis. I mean, it's, you got uh, Winnipeg mm-hmm. and then you're Everybody else, it's just it's a scary division. I mean, Dallas and Chicago both had good seasons. I'm gonna tip my cap to them. them. Um, But man, if they if they go back to the divisions the way they were, which I imagine they they probably will, Central is gonna be good and it's gonna be it's gonna be messy for the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy when you look at the West and the Central. It's like there's three really strong teams in both of them, and then the fourth team kind of like squeaked in at the end. So. We we weird. earned ours. St. Louis can squeak. We earned ours. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, that's. Since, I guess. I, I'm, I'm I guess so squeaking like, in is a, not a good way to put it, but you know what I mean. We we resound. We, we, <laughs> go ahead. I was so I was just so hoping that the St. Louis Blues didn't make the playoffs. They were yeah. they were. I would much rather see Arizona in that spot right now. Like, ugh, I hate too. seeing them get any yeah. kind of playoff success or get in. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm hope I'm I'm hoping yeah. they get swept. I'm hoping they get swept by Minnesota, Vegas, or Colorado. I don't care which one of them it is. Just sweep those guys out of the playoffs. Like I cannot stand St. Louis. But um, here's an interesting thing about here's an interesting thing about the playoff format this year. After the divisional round gets settled, or the it's like it gets all reseeded based on regular season record. Mm. So you can't really build a you can't bracket this year. You can't say, oh, like March Madness style. You can't, like, because you have no yeah. idea who's going to play who once you get through the division. So, um, I mean, we can just kind of pick who we think is going to be in the cup right now. I think that's the best way to go through this since we know who's in the playoffs officially now. Um, we can kind of talk about who we think is going to be in. I'll go ahead and start us off. I'm not – again, this goes with my first-round prediction. My bracket's going to be busted if the Preds go ahead and do this. But yeah. – <laughs> Uh, my dr- my dream Stanley Cup and what I see happening is, is Carolina and Colorado. And I know that's chalk. I know that's not a, a very going out there type of pick. But um, that's what I see happening. Uh, that's that's kind of my uh, prediction there is Carolina go and I got I got Colorado hoisting the cup. That's good. You want to go, Colin? With, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I honestly, and no no offense to your bracket, Chad, but I kind of want to see a Colorado-Toronto. Uh, that, that's, my, that's my dream scenario is Colorado-Toronto in, in that matchup. I think that 
I would love to see Toronto get one. Uh, I know they've been those fans have been rabid and hungry for it for years and years and years. So be good for them. I think Colorado, the way they've rebuilt their franchise is kind of like the blueprint now for every other NHL team that's looking to kind of rebuild and they're kind of the opposite of what Buffalo did um, in terms of how quickly they were able to kind of really produce a contender. Um, and, they, and it's fun brand of hockey to watch, but I think those two teams probably be the most entertaining hockey uh, as far as the cup final. And I kind of want to, I want to see Toronto win. I'm going to say Toronto. Yeah. So <clears throat> my dream matchup <clears throat> would be Toronto and Boston. I'd really like to see those mm-hmm. two. I think that would be good. Two original six teams going at it for the cup. Toronto hasn't won. That'd be good for ratings. Very good for ratings. That would definitely be good for <laughs> But I think it's going to be like Toronto and probably Colorado as well. I mean, that'll be a really good matchup. And I'm, I, I personally, I'd rather see Toronto win it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. So we got, I, I think so we got, Vegas, we got, I was going to say, that I think Vegas could have easily, you know, be, it could be interchangeable between Colorado yeah. and Vegas, but Vegas is brand of hockey. They play clean hockey. So we have, that, uh, like it's not as fun as Colorado. We have, we, so we're we're showing no love here in our predictions to uh, the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. Man, I don't know. Toronto is just really tough. <laughs> not not in a seven game series. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's just how I feel. Not again. I mean, they, like, right. they are elite scorers, but at the same time, like they got to keep everything. Everything else has to fall into place. It's can't just be you know, well, your top scorers doing all the work. Well. So 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 Carolina and Colorado is my prediction. It's not my dream. It would be a fun series, but if we're talking dream scenario, and let's say we want to throw the Preds in there, if we're talking dream, who's uh, our dream Stanley Cup opponent? We're not predicting who's our dream opponent. We would love to play. That's a, that's that's an interesting St. Louis. out there. St. Louis, St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. Oh, oh no! Uh, I mean, count, count, the teams we're talking count the teams that are in. Buffalo. If it seems like dream, gosh, see. stop it. All right, you said dream. No, no, no. I'm dream. about to drop a bombshell. I'm about to I'm about to drop a bombshell <laughs> on all of you, and it's so obvious. How did you not say this? It's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nope. Oh, nope, yeah. nope, 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 and nope, nope. And we beat them. And we beat them. That would be how, could, how could that not be your how could that not be it's your good. dream Stanley Cup if the Preds win? Is we beat the sta- we beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, we avenge. 2017, we send Sidney Crosby off crying uh, into the tunnel, and we can hoist. I mean, come on now, that's that's just obvious. There, it, it's enticing, but the thing is, I feel. I mean, I feel a type of way about St. Louis. I feel like after mm-hmm. you know when they when they were on their cup run, we we're like, all right, we hope you guys do. Like we were even kind of, you know optimistic for them as a fan base because we're like you know what you deserve your first one too like we know what it's like to climb for that first one and then they won it and they've been i mean they've been jerks before that oh but God. they've been jerks Unbearable. ever since Unbearable. if we can be if we can be a single on a a division rival if we can beat them in, in a stanley cup final and just say now we got our first one too or even what's the scoreboard i i'd kind of enjoy that i would i would very much enjoy uh being the penguins in the stanley cup playoffs or stanley cup final as well i can promise you i can I can promise you for ratings purposes that that's definitely not the dream scenario for the NHL. Oh, God, St. No, Louis and Nashville. They'd be, like, they'd be like, oh, God, we got to put these two teams in here. Yeah. So, so, okay, here, here's a compromise. Semifinal, we beat St. Louis to go to the cup final. Cup final, we beat the Penguins. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That would be, like, amazing. Like, that would uh, – I can I can taste the saltiness already if that happened. The Penguins like, are probably going to put up a – That would be – I was just going to say the Penguins are probably going to put up a pretty good fight because I think their window is closing too pretty quick. So 
you know, and their coach might be leaving. So yeah. So yeah. and but yeah, that's an, that's another are. team that just somehow just keeps winning. They just keep mm-hmm. winning. They just keep doing it. Uh, credit mm-hmm. to that coach, Mike Sullivan. He's a good coach for sure. So um, yeah. uh, the playoffs are going to be a blast. They're going to be a blast. Uh, here's our picks. We're ready for it. Uh, we're going to be reacting to some playoff hockey in our next episode, episode 44. We've really appreciated and all of our uh, listeners and all of the followers who watch the podcast every Monday and Thursday, who download the podcast, who follow, follow along with us on social media. Uh, we really love you, and we really do appreciate you. Thank you for following along with us this season. Yep. And now we've got playoff hockey to bring to you and talk about. So this is awesome to see the Preds community come together like this uh, and cheer on the seventh straight playoff appearance for the Nashville Predators, 14th overall. So we've really – these playoff appearances are nice. We've really got to start turning turning it into some deep playoff success. And so we've got that chance to do that now. And, and so any other thoughts? I'm just excited for the playoff run that hopefully we'll make. And no, it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride. I think we, you know we're always grateful for the people that are listening to us and uh, help us to share and grow the podcast. Um, we're going to be doing some off season content as well, and then growing things you know bigger and better for next season. But it's been a fun ride, and, and we're looking forward to continuing it. Yeah, definitely. Lots of emotions. Lots of emotions we've been through this whole season, and went from one end of the spectrum to the other. And like you said, shout out to all the guys. Like Mike Twitter, he's on here tonight. He's always on. Landry Agnes oh. is always on. We really appreciate yeah. everybody Mike Twitter. Who, yeah, everybody who, who listens and, and follows along. It's really awesome to have Spe- people want to hear what Spe- we have to say. <laughs> Mike Twitter in the comments, he asked about the playoff beers. I got to make sure we can clarify it for the fans because we've been through a lot of facial hair too, as you guys know. But yeah. uh, playoff beards start now. Like you, you just you go with what you got. You don't need to shave down. You just let it go and let it grow until we're out. So yep. let's just ride the wave and let's let, hopefully we'll be, hopefully we'll be grizzly grizzly by the time it's all said and done. Yep. Yeah. Ho- hopefully those playoff beards get nice and long and uh, itchy and and. And scraggly Beautiful. and just ugly looking because that that means we went deep in the playoffs if that happens. So yeah. uh, that's what we got to hope for here. We got to hope for some ugly playoff beards. And so uh, don't test me on that. I can a bushy playoff beard. Don't even test me on that. <laughs> so uh, all right, this has been episode forty four of the Catfish on Ice podcast. Again, this is Chad Minton with Rich Howe and Colin Bluen. Uh, we were presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Give a shout out on social media. Talk about your feelings about the Preds playoffs. Hopes. Talk about Pecorine. Talk about all the other stuff you want want us to bring up in the next episode. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you watching. Until next time, we will see you and have a great have a great week. We'll see you later this week. See you.